Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. And welcome to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Hello, everyone. It's Fred Staub and Les Jackson. And we've got a full hour of automotive news and information ready to go, including some reveals and some details, uh, especially useful information if you're heading out on the road. And we're starting off with Kia. Kia revamped one of its most popular models, the Kia Soul. Gonna talk about it, some new styling, um, some limited powertrains, and uh, some other features. Les Jackson, you're a soul yes, fan, indeed. aren't you? Absolutely. And um, what are the fastest selling new and used cars? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you can find <laughs> a newer used car, you can buy it, yeah. I guess. Uh, We'll talk about that. It's good information if you're going to go out and buy something this weekend. And uh, diesel details. What's the price of fuel doing to the price of everything? I mean, fuel, diesel is up over $5. And uh, it means a lot of things are just not moving around, right? Well, it means uh, big shipping costs for the stuff that is moving around. And we're going to talk tech. Uh, synthetic gas that cleans the atmosphere. Now, this sounds like, you know, a perpetual motion machine, <laughs> but this could work. It could work. There's a number of people working on it, and we'll tell you about one new company's plan for the future on that. Then I'll have an at-the-wheel review of the Nissan Frontier Pro 4X. The, uh, the old version of this went, the second gen went from 2005 to 2000, uh, 2020. So it was time for an update, and they've actually harkened back to the hard body days with the design of this vehicle. I had a lot of fun in it. We'll talk about it. A little crew cab pickup truck with some nice accessories on it. And we'll have a full at-the-wheel review of that, the Nissan Frontier Pro 4X. When we get rolling on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. One of the longest-running model years or generations, I think, in the Nissan lineup. 2005 to 2020. Always wow. a perennial favorite of automotive journalists. Yep. But we always wondered, Les, when would this thing be updated? They finally did it, didn't they? Well, they did. Um, but this shows you how smartly designed it was in the first place yeah yeah just a good size and remember they were building that frontier when we did not have during the period where we did not have the ranger we did not have uh tacoma we didn't you know a lot of the small pickup trucks or probably medium size would be a better way to put it were just not there so they kind of owned that market 
And yeah. so they certainly had to update it because, hey, everyone else has something new. But when we come back, we're going to talk about the reveal of the new Kia Soul. It's a good deal, this vehicle. And one of the last of the boxy vehicles out there. It might be the last boxy vehicle. So stay tuned to Cruise Control. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He is none other than Les Jackson, looking a bit cross. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Kia has certainly been on a roll, Les Jackson, because they've been releasing... Uh, Vehicles like crazy. I'm going to be in their new design, Nero, next week, which will be fun to report That's on. That's cool. I haven't been in that vehicle in a while. Um, but this week, if it's another week, it's a new reveal from the folks at Kia. They debuted the 2023 Kia Soul. This is kind of a, a uh, uh, you know, what would I say, a not a full revamp but it is a, a mid-cycle enhancement, as they call it, I guess. Uh, it was first launched in 2009. Seems like it was longer ago, long, longer than that. I thought it was. Um, it's, it's a great little car. Well, car. It's yeah. not little. Remember, it, here, here's a little bit of trivia. You had the, what was it, the Scion B, the right the, the uh nissan, the fit the and the nissan what was it the box oh the Q, cube cube nissan cube and mm -hmm. then the uh kia soul and they all kind of came out as let's make this vehicle boxy it's, it was a kind of a trend that started in uh japan and then we had like that kind of run of boxy vehicles and this is the only one to my knowledge that survived but it is a great little vehicle. If you've never driven one of these, it's just a fun-to-drive vehicle. It's a vehicle that makes you think, wow, this thing does everything I needed to do, and it's not all that expensive. Now, it'll be arriving later this summer. Refreshed design elements, uh, a new front and rear design for the vehicle, LED headlights and redesigned fog lights, new daytime running lights, uh, new turn signals. On the inside, there is a 10.25-inch uh, touchscreen with uh, navigation. It's standard on all but the LX trims. A little bit of a simplified lineup for 2023. They have LX, S, EX, GT line, GT line, tech trim lines. Uh, the X and the turbo have been discontinued, so no more turbocharged. Well, small audience. Yeah, I guess so. Um, the GT Line Tech Package features a Harman Kardon premium audio system, 10.25 inch color touchscreen, and external amplifier, subwoofer, door mounted tweeters. And you do still get the multicolored LED speaker lights. Not the reason why I would buy this, but that's okay. Uh, forward collision avoidance assist with junction turning capability. I don't even know what that is. I was hoping you did. <laughs> Is that when you're turning into oncoming traffic and it will tell you not to? I, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Highway Drive Assist 3. 
Navigation-based smart cruise control. We know what that is. That's great. Electronic parking mm -hmm. brake. That's fine. Power driver seat, unlike the BMW you tested re recently. <laughs> um, All right. Forward collision. Assist, pedestrian assist, lane keeping, um, high beam assist. They really load their vehicles up, don't they? They do. Um, and then the single powertrain is the two-liter four-cylinder, 147 horsepower, 6,200 RPM, and it. Uh, this is this is what it says in the release: laying down 132 pound-feet of torque at 4,500 RPM through the front wheels. Lays it down, Les Jackson. <laughs> Lays down that 147 horsepower. Okay. And it it all flows through Kia's intelligent variable transmission, which is standard. Um, hmm. So a little bit of uh, lineup simplification, a little drivetrain simplification, more safety features, redesigned front and back. Looks like a really nice uh, screen on the inside. So all in all, still a good deal. Uh, no pricing, but I bet you can get a really nice one below $25,000, When you say? Yeah, that? I'd say. Yeah. So uh, good for Kia. I think it's. I think that's something like that's a great first car if you're going to go with a new car. Absolutely, yeah. um, and a great second car for just doing errands. Doing errands for the family, and you can get it in that tasty uh, two tone. I li I really like the yeah, taste. Yeah, looks tone. good. Yeah, it looks good. It's a fun, fun little car. Puts a smile on your face. Uh, the last one I had, I believe, was the X line. And I thought, wow, I could live with this. This is a good little uh, runabout car. Mm -hmm. and get everything done with it. So, so there you have it. Uh, let's take a look at. Uh, well, we're going to take a look at the fastest selling used and new cars when we come back on Cruise Control. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Don't forget to check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. We will be right back. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, we are buckled up and taking you on a ride around the automotive industry, mm -hmm. giving you news that uh, we think is useful if you're going out looking for a vehicle or we were just talking about the Kia Soul. Certainly, I always thought it was good information that if a, there's a new model coming out, and in certain cases, that new model is less expensive and improved. It pays to wait for the new model, doesn't it? Well, yes. Um, but let's preface this by saying, read my lips, don't buy a car. <laughs> if, you, if you can avoid it, <laughs> if, this is not the time because, yes, no. you have the lack of availability means higher prices dealer markups and as less demonstrated last hour you're going to get cars that are missing <laughs> things yes <laughs> that, and and you'll be you'll be angry at yourself yeah and you'll be like i bought this in 2022 and that was the year they didn't have power seats or they took out mm -hmm. the nav or the parking system and you know by the way, taking some of these things out, it's not like, okay, well, I'll just not put that in. 
It involves you have to have Blankoff panels. You have to have a new style door card. You have to do something where the switch gear went, right? It's it's a lot more Absolutely. involved than just, oh, I'll just leave that out and, you know, put some electrical tape over the connector so it doesn't <laughs> short out, right? <laughs> well, oh, that it would be that easy. Yeah, um, yeah. So. No, it's just, it's just, this is a, a play the long game. Play the long game. Yeah. <laughs> fix your car, buy something cheap and used, or lease something. Yep. I agree. I agree. I think that's the best, best price. I just gave, a, uh, someone asked me, as they ask you all the time, what should I do? My vehicle's coming up. Should I? Yep. It's coming off lease. I like it. It's got low mileage. I said, probably buy it because that's the least you know bs you will encounter if you buy it and i advised him to buy it and that's what he right. did and i think he was happy doing that because i said you're going to go around and you're going to spend a lot more for something uh, the new model that he was looking at has not been out is not out yet and i said uh, i think you're better off just sticking with that so anyway let's take a look at this this comes from ic cars Dot com, the fastest selling new and used cars. Give you an idea about what's going on in the uh, industry. Top 10 uh, start from the bottom up. And they, I see cars has also provided the amount of days that they stay on the lot. Used to be 60 days was average, right? Meaning that was typical. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, Subaru Crosstrek, 17.7 days. Kind of mm. a model long in its tooth. New model coming very soon with a lot of upgrades. So I would probably say wait on that one. Uh, Toyota Tacoma, 17.6 days. Can't go wrong. Uh, Subaru Forester, also good. Ford Maverick Hybrid only stays <laughs> around 15 and a half days. I, less. I don't believe that number. Because you just drove one of those, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, but we know, we know people that have bought these and turned them around overnight. People followed them it, home. It, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I was there. Uh, and uh, I, mean, I just don't believe um, high Mavericks sit on dealer lots. I, I think they're gone that day. Here's another one. Toyota RAV4 Hybrid. Uh, yep. 15.3 days. Toyota Camry, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. Toyota Highlander. These are the fastest selling new cars. Lexus RX 350. There are no Lexuses of any kind on the dealer's lot one mile down the street from me. Mm. Genesis GV70. Hot car, 12.2 days. And then uh, Honda CRV, 7.6 days. What's Jeez. interesting about this, uh, this is getting a big redo. It's certainly underpowered for its class. Uh, yep. It is <laughs> kind of slow, but uh, people don't care. They're, they're buying it. So those are the fastest selling new cars. Here are the fastest selling, according to iccars.com. Um, 
used cars. Ford Mustang Mach-E. That's interesting. People buy them and flip them, I guess. 35.1 hmm. days. Chevy Volt. I guess people are like saying, like, hey, this is a car not all that popular when it was new, but it gets good fuel economy, right? It does, and uh, you can't get them anymore. Yeah. Uh, Tesla Model 3. Uh, we have an interesting story about a Tesla Model 3. I'll tell you it, tell you it in just a second. Uh, Tesla Model S, Mazda 3 Sedan, Toyota Prius Prime. I see a ton of these around. Very high yeah. horsepower model. Tesla Model Y. A lot of people selling these used, aren't they? wonder why. Uh, Wouldn't you? <laughs> Hyundai Iconic Ionic Hybrid. Honda Insight, which will be it will be going away and becoming the Civic Hybrid once again, I believe. And Tesla Model X, fastest selling used cars. The blush is off the Teslas. So you want the Tesla story? This is this is amazing. You know that we talked about this. You you and I talked about this last week. We said if you're going to go out and buy a car, you want to get a, a real feel for it, maybe you could rent one using Turo, where people rent their own cars out, right? And you can experience it. So this guy had a Model 3, Frank Valdez, his name is, rented his car out for the first time on Turo, make a little money and whatever. He tracked it and went to an auto body shop. He thought, oh, well, the guy's just driving it and maybe he works there or whatever. For some reason, he felt uneasy. He went there. The people had disassembled the front of his vehicle because they were trying wow. to see if some of their aftermarket parts would fit on it. <laughs> <laughs> they disassembled the front end of the vehicle. He immediately called the police. He said, oh, they're trying to strip it or whatever. And... um this is an aftermarket body accessories company called ABS Dynamics. They <laughs> had taken it apart, and now, of course, those people are banned from Turo. And he's, uh, of course, Frank Valdez is thinking, like, maybe I won't rent my car out. Can you imagine that? T renting a car and taking it apart? We'll just take the front bumper off and the cl front clip off. Although, maybe they put it back on and they made the gaps better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I cannot Jeez. I cannot believe that they would do this. That is bold. Isn't that I bold? I can believe it. I mean, because, it is bold. Because really, if you think about it, if you wanted to do that, you say, "Hey, I don't know if this part fits." I bet if you said, "Hey, if you're if you think if you come here and let us use your car, you know, and you sign something, uh, we'll give you the parts." when they come to market, you know, or we'll give you a discount on the parts. People do that, right? But to, yeah, you, but yeah. just to, like, rent a car to say, hey, I'm just going to take a short <laughs> trip in it and take it apart, that's terrible, isn't it? It is. It's just, it is illegal. Is it illegal to take apart well, a you're, rental you're, car? You're, yeah, I mean, you're vandalizing the car. Even if you put it back together, it's terrible. It's just yeah. a terrible, it's a terrible, bold thing to do. 
Uh, he said, Valdez says, despite his friends making good money on Toro renting out their cars, he would no longer be renting out his Model 3. <laughs> Has kind of a sour taste in his mouth, I would imagine. And I, I wow. don't blame <laughs> I don't blame him. But, hey, there you go. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to talk about the diesel details, uh, what fuel prices are doing to everything. We're also going to talk tech about synthetic gas that could clean the air, and I'll have an at-the-wheel review of the Nissan Frontier Pro-X. Stay tuned to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Hello again, everyone. It's Fred Staub mm-hmm. and Les Jackson. Les Jackson? <laughs> That's him. Yes. That's me. Well, I, I have my ID right here. What are you uh, paying for gas these days? Um, regular is four fifteen. Yeah, him down a little um, yeah, premium five twenty. Wow. Uh, diesel is close to six. Wow. Well, uh, this next article is about what the cost of diesel fuel is of five thirty-seven per gallon is the average, mm. uh, according to AAA, and uh, truckers are concerned about this. What it's interesting. I follow some of them on the uh, on the. Um, on the YouTube, and uh, some of them are owner-operators that have paid off trucks, right? So they don't have to take loads, and they're showing the load boards, and the the price that people are charging for the freight doesn't cover their fuel. Ooh. So it doesn't make sense for them to take the load. So what has happened is they have decreased the amount they are willing to pay to move the freight and it comes down to like, Hey, you're offering me $500 and it's going to cost me 400 plus in fuel. (laughs) So I'm not going to drive thousands of miles for like 50 bucks, you know? Uh, So this is a interesting article. Uh, It was in auto blog and it, and also has elements from Bloomberg. It says, Truckers are just not taking the loads. They're just not driving. They're just not going to do it, you know, uh, because it just doesn't make sense. And it was already strained that they did not have a lot of truck drivers. Uh, the trucking world consumes 70% of diesel fuel all in, in the country. And it basically serves as a barometer for the U.S. economy. And... Uh, it is it that is seriously everything moves by truck it really does what happened to the fuel surcharge of 20 years ago i don't know it it's back, I mean, you know it, back it is then, dumb to just drive for hours and just make 50 bucks isn't it yeah but in the 2000 crash after that there was a fuel surcharge that was allowed and and you know it was the Cost per load plus the fuel. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it certainly <laughs> is going to be a bigger problem as we go forward. And Yeah. Now, uh, let's talk. Let's switch it up and do a little uh, talking tech, shall we? 
Let's do it. Yeah, we always like doing that. You and I like to talk tech. So uh, let's talk about this. It is a, from a company called Carbon Engineering. They're in uh, Canada. And they've been working since 2015 on a fuel, a synthetic gasoline, that actually, during the creation of it, cleans the air. The company, as I said, it's called Carbon Engineering. And uh, how it works, they will capture the CO2 needed for the process of creating this fuel. as then used to, to produce methanol, one of the few candidates for an alternative fuel. And uh, it is not that dissimilar to Porsche synthetic fuel. And they see it as a drop-in replacement for our existing infrastructure. So how it works is after CO2 is extracted from the air by one of the company's direct air capture plants, clean electricity is used uh, <laughs> to electrolyze water, which splits it into hydrogen and oxygen. Then the CO2 and hydrogen are reacted, producing hydrocarbons that can be converted into drop-in compatible gas, diesel, and importantly, jet fuel, which is really important when you think of We can't really, as yeah. much as people would love to have an electric plane, it's probably not going to be that practical Never. for flying across the ocean or something at this point. If you maybe make short distances or a private plane, that's possible. So... Uh, it, you know, and they, they point back to in 2008, Lotus made an engine that will run on pretty much anything from gas, ethanol, and methanol, um, which is very similar to what certain army trucks, they can run on just about anything. Yeah, Jet it is, fuel, yeah. diesel, whatever you got. This is, this, this would be a really nice thing if it could be produced in large quantities. Well, that's why I think we have to really not just say, nope, we're going all electric. We have to look at every option out, out there and not just say, nope, we pick one winner, we pick one horse, and that's it. you got to split no, your bet. those days are over. Yeah, uh, because if you could make this, I mean, methanol, I know methanol from drag racing, and the cars run really well. It runs so cold that yep. they have – on a hot summer day, you'll look at the injector hat and it will be have ice on it <laughs> because it's that cold. Um, but it, it certainly runs. It runs well. <laughs> and they're running a lot of compression and a lot of uh, a lot of fuel. Pumping well, actually, the engine. Uh, alcohol has the highest octane. Be interesting, wouldn't it? It's yeah. Certainly interesting. Um, Anti-knock. I think I think something one of these synthetic fuels or i think that will be in the mix in the future don't you if it's cost effective and if you it's truly clean okay yeah yeah it's certainly a solution for classic cars isn't it oh it is yeah you know so uh we'll have to see we'll have to see where this all goes but we'll keep you up to date so Carbon Engineering is the name of that place. Uh, also, this is an interesting article that came across the bow. Uh, GM is adding heat pumps to its Ultium EV platform, and what it's doing is it's capturing excess heat from everywhere to heat up the battery in cold climates. Even hmm. body heat from the interior of uh, your car 
to to heat up the battery. And then it, the process can also be reversed to take heat out of the cabin and help the AC. Um, it's a heat pump. It's just like a heat pump that some people have in their homes. Sure. I I have often said that, you know, heat, you think of the amount of heat a catalytic converter makes. That can be used. And that's a lot of heat. It's not just going to be vented into the atmosphere in the future. I think everything that builds heat will be, the heat will be reclaimed. What do you think? Yeah, well, of course, most EVs are heat pumps um, for their HVACs. Mm -hmm. And so this technology is being used not just to, it will help cool the cabin or help heat yeah. the cabin, but it can also help heat the battery to make it more efficient. So I think that's good news. I think that's good use of something that's already around and, you know, it uh, it's not going to waste. Um Speaking of catalytic converters, thefts of those are so bad that Houston has banned the possession of a cutoff catalytic converter. So if you're found with one, you can be arrested. In other words, if they pull you over and you've got a catalytic converter that's been hacked off, you know, an exhaust system, they can arrest you. Isn't that crazy? Oh, boy. Yeah, it is so out of control. The National Insurance Crime Bureau estimates the theft of one can cost between one thousand and three thousand to repair. Because, let's face it, they're not uh, carefully removing these from. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. let me take the clamps off, make sure I save the bolts, and wiggle yeah. wiggle it out, and then put the other one in. They're just hacking away. Weirdly, Toyota Priuses have a lot of these precious metals in them, and they're going after those catalytic converters. And it's things like platinum, palladium, and rhodium. Um, and this is, uh, this is a, a major issue um, that, you know, can't... It, it, I don't know how you solve it, but uh, this is what, what they're doing. So uh, let's, let's bring you up to date on this vehicle. One, not one of the better ve looking vehicles. Uh, United States Postal Service is being sued by climate organizations and the UAW over inefficient mail trucks. They say the $11.3 billion deal would yield trucks only marginally better than the fuel economy they replace. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the, the existing fleet gets 8.2 miles to the gallon. These new trucks would get about 8.6 miles to the gallon. Um, and it is, it is ugly. It is one ugly truck. It's ugly. <laughs> um, I often said, why don't they use something off the shelf, like a Ford, uh, transit van, electric transit van, which you can get in right-hand drive. You can get the transit connect in right-hand drive. Um, at least the transit you can get in an electric version, but I don't, I don't think they should have went out and designed their own thing. Because it doesn't look good, and apparently it's not very efficient. So, Hey, when we come back, I'll have an at-the-wheel review of the Nissan Frontier. Stay tuned. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson with you. 
Last segment of the show, and we are glad you're with us because we got an at-the-wheel review of the brand-new Nissan Frontier. And the Nissan Frontier, Les Jackson, this is only the second generation of this vehicle. The, hmm. the third generation, I should say. The second generation ran from 2005 to 2020. That is a long time for just kind of limited changes to a vehicle. This this vehicle is all new, um, and it is uh, quite the vehicle. I have to say, I tell you what I like about it, and I think it's always been like this for the Nissan Frontier. It is, in many ways, a straightforward, old-school, body-on-frame truck. It's tough as nails. And it it makes you feel like you're driving a really good tool when you drive it. You know, you look at the outside. It is it's a five foot bed uh, with a crew cab design. Um, it's got a no. Everything's kind of like no nonsense. You know, it's no nonsense, but it's got technology. Like it's got the inverter in the bed, and it's got all kind of attachments in the bed for. Uh, tonneau covers and storage and things like that uh, it's got a uh, ours has the pro 4x package which gives it a little more uh, of a tough look with uh, really nice beadlock like wheels and uh, some steps on the side a roll bar you look at the overall design of this vehicle it harkens back to the hard body days of design which ran from 1985 to 1997 kind of squared off it's got the big uh, it's got the kind of the big bulges in the fenders. Um, it really looks like a no-nonsense truck. It is body on frame. It has best-in-class 310 horsepower from a V6 engine. Shift on the fly four-wheel drive. There's nothing fancy here on that. It's just a knob on the dash. Lots of knobs and buttons on the dash. No haptic controls and fancy-dancy stuff. Um and it drives like a pickup truck in a good way. I mean, it has a, a straight axle in the back, uh, leaf springs in the back. It is a no-nonsense truck with really good power, 310 horsepower from that V6. Uh, and power goes through, uh, I believe, a 9-speed. Is that a 9-speed? Yeah, 9-speed uh, automatic, uh, which, is, uh, which was great. 2-speed transfer case four-wheel disc brakes so it's got everything you need and it is quite luxurious on the inside nice big display not nav system that was easy to work banks of switches for turning on heated steering wheels and heated seats you know uh, real easy to use for uh, all-wheel drive just you know it's a truck it's made to be used as a truck and that's what i liked about the old frontier and they brought it forward <laughs> into this into this uh, generation of it. Only the third generation of it. Um, out back uh, in the crew cab, I found the legroom to be a little tight, but the seats were not as upright as many other seats in one of these smaller crew cabs. Of course, you could flip the seat up or down. If you flip the back panel down, you got access to the jack. Really nice looking, as I said, simulated beadlock wheels. Uh, and, of course, underneath the bed, it's the old-school spare tire hanging under the bed, and you see that straight axle. So uh, a, a no uh, suffer-no-fools design, I would say. I really like the um, 
roll bar that they had on there with some decorative look uh, that said uh, Frontier on it. Um, so what does it cost? Well, this is the Pro 4X Crew Cab. So it is a pretty well-equipped vehicle, 4x4. It's got that 3.8-liter V6, which is a huge engine these days uh, for any vehicle. 310 horsepower, 281 pound-feet of torque, 9-speed automatic ton of safety features, uh, advanced airbag, roof mount and curtain side airbags, vehicle immobilizer, anti-lock brake, uh, everything you can think of, intelligent forward collision. Um, so uh, very well equipped with the 9-inch color touch display, which actually looked bigger than 9-inch to me. Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, its own built-in nav system, Sirius XM, Wi-Fi hotspot, uh, so it's got that kind of tough look of a truck, uh, old school pickup, but it is still got all of the, the, uh, features in there. This had a fender, like the guitar manufacturer, mm-hmm. uh, premium auto 10 speaker stereo, which was great to rock out to. They did not include a Stratocaster or a Telecaster, unfortunately, but. Well, that's extra. That's extra. That's extra. Had the spray and bed liner. One of the first trucks, by the way, Frontier, to have a factory sprayed in bed liner. Not this generation, but a number of generations back. It was one of the first to do that. As we showed you, 120-volt outlet in the bed. Heated outside mirrors. Heated steering wheel. Heated seats. None of that was deleted. It was all there. Uh, the Pro Premium package, which was uh, $2,790, brought in that 10-speaker fender system, the leather-appointed front and rear seats, auto-dimming inside mirror, uh, and the 17-inch beadlock-style alloy wheels. The Sport Bar, which I showed you, which is uh, that uh, roll bar, which is really nice, uh, that uh, popped for $1,095. We had the tech package for $990. That included lane departure warning, blind spot warning, rear cross-traffic alert, my favorite, rear sonar system, rear automatic braking, high beam assist, intelligent cruise control, traffic sign recognition. That's that's a lot of great stuff for $990. Um, the destination charges were $1,175. And the total was $46,570. This is a very well-equipped, very capable Pro 4X Crew Cab V6. Now, mileage, kind of a throwback. 17 city, 22 highway with an average of 19. That is is the downside of driving a a car that, or a truck, a small truck that is kind of uh, old school. I mean, it's body on frame. It's tough as nails. You know, I'm sure uh, I don't think I have towing numbers on this. Uh, I have to look for that. But I'm sure you can do some fairly decent towing with this. Um, But, you know, that you pay the price for that weight and that strength, right? Well, that's true. Um, So uh, it uh, it I think it's one to look at, though. It is old school. I mean, I drove it on some slippery roads and. As you take off, the bed hops a little bit because it's like a pickup truck. You know, this is not like an F-150 or a, or a uh, Silverado or anything like that. It's got the straight bar axle across it, across the back of it. But 
I did like it. It's got a nice little step that you can step up into the bed and swing it back up again when you're done. Um, it is offered in 4x2 and 4x4. Uh, it has an option of a king cab, which is the extended cab, or the crew cab. I would venture to guess most people will pop for the crew cab. Um, but uh, it's available on a number of different trims. Um, I think it's if you're looking for a small pickup and you're comparing it to a Ranger or something like that, a Tacoma, it is certainly now a viable comparison. Before that, as you and I said, it was the oldest vehicle in the Nissan lineup. It was it was downright ancient. It didn't make it a bad vehicle, but you know it was downright ancient compared to some of the other vehicles in their lineup. Um, but I think they have I think they have really done a nice update on this, bringing in the new technology, bringing in a lot of comforts. Um, the fuel economy not great, but maybe if you're driving something like this. You're not worrying about that. I did notice, though, just around town, that fuel economy would, it, the fuel gauge would go down pretty quickly. So there you have it. Yeah. Nissan Frontier. I was looking forward to driving it. Overall, great experience with that vehicle. Hope you've had a great experience with Cruise Control. Don't forget to check us out on the web at cruisecontrolradio.com. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. That's Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.